Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts. And welcome to your Partner in Success Radio. I'm your host, Denise Griffiths, and this podcast is ranked in the top 2% of the most popular podcasts globally. And honestly, it's all because of my incredible guests. I'm just here to introduce them to the world. And I am honored and blessed to share time with people who are at the top of their game. And they join us to, to help you get to where you want to be in life and in business. Now, these are not people who back. Their goal coming on this podcast and others like it is to share with us the essence of peak performance. And my guest today, Deborah Corey, is a highly experienced and award-winning HR consultant, world-class speaker, and five-time best-selling author who has been named as one of the top 101 global employee engagement influencers. And after 20 years of working for global companies, she now pays it forward by inspiring and helping others develop and deliver people and culture strategies, so important, we're going to talk about that, and initiatives in a rebellious way, love that, pushing the boundaries and challenging the status quo to truly drive employee engagement. And she is going to, she's also the author of a book, it's on my desk right now, called See It, Say It, Appreciate It. The Manager's Guide to Employee Recognition, which is in front of me right now. I have it open. And she's going to tell you what that title means. So good morning, Deborah. Thank you for joining me from Rugby, England. It's so good to have you here. Thank you so much for inviting me. You know, you clearly American, so you need to tell it because the first time. <laughs> I am sorry. The first I think you're very good at uh, putting on a British accent. <laughs> I was expecting one because when I saw, you know, when we were doing, getting ready to do the pre-interview, when you jumped on, I went, oh, you talk like me. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I love English humor. I love everything about that that particular country, if you will. And I'm always madly entertained by that accent, but yours is good too, so welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so tell me a bit about you. How did you wind up in England? You've been there a while now, haven't you? I have. I've, I've been here over 20 years, and I was supposed to only be here for two years. My um, my husband and I went over um, over here for two years as an expat. I was working for Gap at the time, and they brought me over to work in the London office. And after two years, I had to decide, do we go back to San Francisco or do we stay here? And uh, we decided to, to stay, and I'm still here. <laughs> Not working for Gap I, anymore, but I'm still here. No. <laughs> so... Well, this will have to be another another conversation. We can't do it on the radio, but I'm dying to know what it's like where you live. You know what you're, because I don't know about you. I watched, um, I don't watch TV much, but I got really addicted to what is the one with the police? Um, I can't even remember it now because I haven't watched it in a while. But it's got 23 or 23 episodes. It'll come to me at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I love to watch those. I do. I just find American humor a bit crass for my taste, but that's neither here nor there. 
Anyway, so tell you know, us it's, about it's, you. It's, I was going to say, it's funny you say that because I remember when I first moved here and I went to an awards ceremony and I just could not believe the jokes that were being made. I mean, this was a, a human resources business award thing. And I just sat there thinking, am I allowed to laugh? Is it okay to laugh at this type of thing? Because it was just so outlandish and so out there. And I thought, you know what? I like that. I like that. I like that they're not afraid to just say it how it is. So, yeah, different sense of humor. I like both sense of humor. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And when they decide to go, I I do it. We do it in the South. Like, bless your heart. Yeah, we are not (laughs) saying anything good to you. And the English have a terrific way of just insulting the crap out of you, and you're five miles away before you know it. <laughs> so I like that. <laughs> I strive to learn. <laughs> so anyway, um, but, so tell us about you. How we want to talk about the book, but what is it that you're doing right now in terms of you know helping people to get the recognition? I think I read in your book. Let me find it. That. Um, 65% of employees are saying that they don't feel appreciated. 75% of employees quit their job citing a lack of recognition, which we're going to be talking about, as the key driver. And you've really honed in on this. So tell us, tell us how managers can take ownership and share their superpowers of recognition. Yeah, you know, I think there's a couple of, of problems. And it's interesting. You mentioned that I wrote five books. And, you know, Every year I say I'm not going to write another book, but when I keep reading statistics like the ones that you shared with me, I think, do you know what? There's so many people out there that want to get it right, but they might not know how to. And I think that's a starting point for managers, and that's what I try to do. I try to help managers understand why it's important. So, you know, even if you don't think it's important personally, because, you know, a lot of managers are, are very driven, and they don't need the recognition from people. They, they get the recognition intrinsically. So it's making them understand why it's important and then how to do it in the most, as you mentioned, meaningful way. Um, I actually just read a study today that came out saying about 50% of people um, said that although they're getting recognized, it feels like an empty gesture. So it's not being done in the right way. So that's a manager who's trying, but they don't necessarily know how to. So I'm really passionate about trying to not just explain why, but then give people the tools to, to help them feel comfortable with it so it doesn't feel like it's a difficult thing to do, but it just sort of flows. And we were talking in my virtual green room just before we went live that everything I was reading in this book, it's like, well, that's real life, that's real life. This doesn't have to be just for managers. Yeah, this everything you're talking about here basically covers all of us. Like it's really, difficult I mean, no, to show appreciation. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. you're just like, oh, thank. look in the deep south, we're real bad about this. We'll say, people say, hey, how are you doing? Oh, we're good. I had to learn because it's dismissive. But if somebody asks how you're doing, they really don't want to know. They're being polite, <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't want to know that you had a headache and you ran over your foot. I don't care. Just yeah. give me what I came for and go away. <laughs> but and that's yeah. rude. But sometimes that's the way I feel about it. But we, I have finally decided years ago that when somebody says, hey, how are you doing? My response now is, I'm well. Thank you for asking. And you. Cooks, kicks it right back to them. I'm being polite. I'm being respectful. But I had to learn that. 
Yeah, it's, it's interesting, though, because appreciation, and I have a whole chapter just devoted to um, the superpowers of appreciation because, you know, appreciation isn't just a thank you, you know, to make somebody feel good, but it's just, it does so many things. So if you, if you show appreciation in the right way and you recognize someone in the right way, all of a sudden they not only know that they did something that is valued, but they understood what they did, the impact it made, and they know to do more of it just by that one act alone. So, you know, multiply that times your people. If everybody's getting that feedback day in and day out, they're going to not only feel valued, but they're going to be more productive. Your business is going to succeed. So it's not just a nice thing to do. It's something that has to happen. Deborah, give, I mean, that what you said was fascinating. Can you have, do you have one or two, this is what was said, this was the engagement, because I'm thinking all kinds of things now. Um, you mean in, in how you should say it in the right way? Yeah, if you would. I mean, you're saying that once, you know, people, when they hear you, when you approach it in the mm-hmm. right way, they understand why they got the recognition and they feel good. Do you have any case studies or, you know, just kind of quick, you know, I saw this happen, this happens kind of thing so we know what we're looking for? Yeah, I mean, probably everybody can think personally about a situation that's happened to them when somebody thanked them. I mean, let's, let's take it away from the workplace. How about when you got a card from somebody and, you know, the card said, I don't know, happy birthday or thank you. And you don't, it doesn't really make you feel great. It doesn't make you feel like, oh, that person cares about my birthday or that person cares about, you know, that I did something good. But then if all of a sudden, you know, they talk about, you know, um, thank you so much for helping me. You jumped in. You helped me move, you know, move house. You helped me paint my room. You helped me serve a meal. And by doing that, it just absolutely made my day. It, you know, it, it changed the experience just by adding those types of words through, I mean, we're not even getting into the, the reward side of recognition and appreciation. Just the words itself can turn something bland into something magical. Um, and so, that, to me, that's, that's where it's important. Right. So we need to qualify the thank you, kind of like, you know, hey, how are you? I'm good. And keep on going. When somebody says thank yeah, you, you just a, say, oh, okay, but where's the rest of it? Yeah. Well, there's a three-step process, and, and this isn't something that I came up with. Uh, there's a book called Crave, and he has something called AVI. So tell the action. What did the person do? Because sometimes you're like, why are they thanking me? What exactly? So tell the action. Link it to the value. And most companies have company values, which are my book before this was on company values. So link it to, you know, you might have a value about, I don't know, innovation, or you might have a value about caring for one another. Talk about how it aligns with that. And then last but certainly not least, tell the impact. And I think sometimes people forget that last bit. And then, you know, the magic doesn't happen if you don't actually know how what you did made an impact on somebody else. So, yeah, it's called AVI. And, And you know, I just use it at home. Next time you thank someone, you know, you might not have the value, the middle one, but tell what you did and tell the impact that it made. And, and you can definitely see the uh, change in the person and how they respond to it. Absolutely. Once I started recognizing that when people were saying really nice things to her about me, I would just kind of blow it off. Apparently I'm not mm. the nice person sometimes, but I would just, oh, you know, great, that's thank you. But I didn't take it in. And shame on me 
And once I start, somebody I think called me out, or I know somebody called me out on it, and I don't blame her. Yeah, I was like, oh, I didn't realize that I was dismissing something that she had written about me from the heart. And I was just like, oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. And that's where I landed it, and I'm still embarrassed by it. But what did I learn? I learned to see it, say it, appreciate it, as you say. And I will have to sometimes even still sit down with it and go, huh, where is this coming from? Because, you know, we all have imposter syndrome, right? It's like, what the heck? This person has seen something in me that I don't see. I better go look. So sometimes these these moments that you're talking about and that I'm talking about, they make you sit down in the corner and rock back and forth and start thinking, don't they? They do. And again, that's why in the workplace it can it can help so much from a from a productivity perspective. But you know, you have to do it in the right way for the right person as well. So, you know, getting the words right, absolutely, but then the way that you recognize them, the way that you reward them is is so important. You know, for example, some people are really shy and they get really uncomfortable with public recognition. You know, the last thing you want to do for someone like that is in the middle of a team call, you know, shout out how great they are. Because if anything, that's going to do the opposite of what you want to do. So, you know, it's not always as straightforward as saying, you know, the words, but you have to say it in the right way so that the person is truly going to feel appreciated. And and I've got a, um, I've got what I call the golden rules. And they talk a lot about that idea of making sure that it's right for that individual. It's meaningful for that individual. Let's kind of start at the the top because I wanted to say, Mm -hmm. we were talking about your title, See It, Say It, Appreciate It. (laughs) That has an English connotation, doesn't it? It does. It does. So um, it's quite funny because – it's a title that comes from the British transport. So if if you're in the UK and you're standing on the train platform or you're on the underground, you're going to see posters or you're going to hear somebody on the loudspeaker um, say, if you see something that shouldn't happen, you need to say something. And then the last part of it is um, sort it. You, hand, you tell somebody about it and they'll sort it. So the British transport, it's see it, say it, sort it. Whereas for me, it's see it, say it, appreciate it. So I, I took the inspiration from them. And then I just think it's a really simple, simple mantra to remind you of what you need to do. You need to see it. So you need to look everywhere because too often we just, we miss all these great things happening around us. We focus so much on the negative. Um, say it. We've been talking a little bit about say it already, but so say it in a way that's meaningful um, and then ultimately deliver the appreciation feeling, and I've got an exclamation point at the end of appreciate it because you want we all love exclamation points that you know that bang at the end that pop that you know that this is where the um, the, ke- the chemicals are released the happiness chemicals are released in appreciation when you put that exclamation point at the end so yeah that's that's where it comes from and that makes sense and I I believe I told you this a couple of times now. I love the title, See It, Say It, Appreciate It. Become a web developer. I'm always looking at SEO. I'm always looking at how websites are built, how they're operating, you know, how they're being found. I'm pretty sure I told you this. If I didn't, I apologize and I'll tell you now. But that is, in terms of the search engines reading it and humans reading it, it's the same thing. You don't have to figure out what the heck you're looking at. 
So right. it's a great title. <laughs> well, my my second book that I wrote with my CEO is called Build It, and it's about building employee engagement. So I guess the word it is just something that I, you know, I, I just embrace and use. Well done. See, I'm British too. Okay. <laughs> I, I will tell everybody, if I'm not reading a business book, I'm reading British humor. I love British humor. <laughs> so sometimes I think, um, you know, I'm Southern and probably a little bit Scarlett O'Hara over here, but sometimes I think I should have been born in Bath. I don't know why. Just Bath. <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know, it's a lovely, lovely town. I've been there quite a few I, times and it's really, really nice. I'm so mm-hmm. jealous. A friend of mine, she's <laughs> passed away now. She, you know, very famous professor, and she used to spend a lot of time in Oxford, and she would send mm-hmm. me books from there. And I would just, they're still in my bookcase. Yeah, they don't oh, have well. such history, but anyway, they yeah. do. <laughs> they, they do. And you know, if we're going to talk about history just a little bit here too, when somebody really does appreciate you and you really do take it in, like I had to learn to do. Those are history-making moments for me because I get something out of those those interactions now that I've learned to go, oh, thank you, and mean it, and be able to explain why I mean it. But it, like I said, it was part of a training process. I tend to be right-brained, and I just, you know, get things done, get out of my way. Nobody, if you do what you're told, nobody gets hurt. <laughs> go to work now. <laughs> so, but you know, they, thank they God I live alone. <laughs> I, I was going to say they also create history because um, I've got a drawer full of cards, handwritten cards that people have sent to me over the years. And, you know, when I'm having a bad day, you know, you talked about imposter syndrome. When you're starting to, you know, doubt yourself or you're just feeling a bit down, I pull out those cards and I read those lovely notes that people wrote to me. And it brings back that moment and it repeats itself. You know, I mentioned before about happiness chemicals. There's studies that have shown that. When you genuinely feel appreciated, happiness chemicals are released, serotonin, oxytocin, same ones that um, are released when you eat chocolate. So, you know, history repeats itself. I can read this note that I got five years ago from someone, and it's like I'm back there with that person telling me all these lovely things. Um, and that's what I like. It, yeah. can, it can create this, this history, ongoing type of impact. Exactly, and that's what's been happening with me. So I'm so glad we shared that, um, that you understood what I was saying, that I don't sound like a total lunatic. Some days I do, but today's not one of them, apparently. Okay, (laughs) come on now. You know better than that. But the book is, it's an easy, easy read, and I haven't read your others. I'm going to have to go. There's one of them you mentioned I really wanted to grab. But the thing with this book is, and we pointed this out already, but I'm going to do it again. It's not just for business. This is I, I don't subscribe to the work-life balance. To me, there is no such thing. There, it's all me. It's, it's what I'm doing all the time. So what you can learn in this book, you can certainly, if you're having any kind of problems in your, your life and wondering what the heck, you know, why people may be understanding you or showing up for you, read this book. Seriously. Well, even with my kids, it helps with my kids because it reminds me of how can I do it right because I can remember someone told me a story once of how um, she she had one of her children say to her, oh, Mom, you always say how great I am, but, you know, you just say that. And it goes back to that idea of being meaningful. You know, if you just say, oh, 
great job, great job. After a while, people are going to be like, you know, your kids are, or whoever, your friend, whatever, is going to be like, yeah, right, you just say that. You don't mean it. You're just saying it just to move on to something else. Yeah, that's like saying good dog. But what did the dog do that's good? You know, yeah, who's the yeah. best boy? Well, that doesn't help either. You have to tell them what they did. Okay, good point. So we are going, I'm trying to go down the chapters because I see it's an easy book, but I wanted to hit on, I think, the most important ones, which you really, you talked about the four, uh, briefly, the, the four golden rules of appreciation. Was there anything that we left out of there? Well, so just taking a step back, um, when I write a book, what I try to do is I try to share things that I've learned good and bad throughout the years. And, you know, I've done, I don't know how many times I've put in recognition programs at companies or I've trained managers on appreciation. And I sort of got to the point where I keep sharing these four things over and over and over again. So I call them the four golden rules or since I've got a really bad memory, the four things we must do. And each of the rules begins with the letters of the word must. So um, we talked about meaningful, making sure that it's meaningful. The U stands for unified and inclusive. Because I don't know about you, but I've worked in companies before where recognition actually causes problems. You know, it's the haves and the have-nots. Oh, those are the people that get appreciated and recognized all the time. And we're just the people who bust our butts all the time and get nothing so that's what the U is. Um, the S is about putting it under the spotlight and celebrating and sharing it and, you know, turning it into the social celebration that it really can and should be. And then T is about timely. One of my pet peeves, people wait too long, you know. They wait, you know, two months, three months after someone's done something and thanks them. And it's it just, it's hollow and it's late and it doesn't make an impact. So those are the four golden rules. Okay, say that last one again. I was writing that down. The it's important. stands for timely. So um, I, I used to have this picture of my husband and I on our wedding day when I would talk about this at conferences, and I'd, I'd make this silly joke. He rolls his eyes every time I say it, and I'd say that, you know, if my husband said he loved me only once a year, I don't think we, uh, we'd be married anymore. You know, you don't want to hear it just once a year. So it's that idea. Valentine's Day. Sure that you yeah, I exactly refuse. That. I well, hate today, that holiday. Enough, today, is, yeah, today is Employee Appreciation Day, and it's this one day a year, which is Employee Appreciation Day, which on one hand is good, but, you know, it should be 365 days a year. You know, not, not tell everybody thank, you know, in a hollow way, but if someone does something great on Monday, thank them on Monday. If they do something amazing on Tuesday that's different, thank them on Tuesday. So that's what the whole timely one is about. And see, that makes sense because if you do wait too long, and, you know, we all do this. When when we were kids, we had to write thank you cards to our grandparents for Christmas presents, birthday presents. And, I mean, if we didn't get that out the next day, our hands got smacked, not with a ruler, but I think it was threatened. <laughs> so, you know, we learned to say thank you right away. <laughs> yeah. And under pain yeah, of death, pretty I, much, but still. Yeah, someone told me a story once. Actually, it was the person, my CEO, who I wrote my second book with, and he told me the story of how he was um, he was announced as the employee of the year, and he said, "I don't even know what I did. I really don't <laughs> know what I did. I can't remember back that far, you know, to what to what he had done." So, 
Yeah, and if you think about it, you know, I said earlier how um, when you're recognized, it gives you feedback, it makes you more productive, it impacts your well-being. Why wait for those benefits? You know, why wait for those happiness chemicals? You know, you risk them not happening at all because it takes so long, or you risk three months that you could have had somebody who's productive. I think one study said one piece of genuine appreciation increases productivity by 30%. You know, do you want to wait for 30%? You know, if I'm a business leader, why would I want that? Right, 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 right. Okay, so you, you, and we're talking about this a little bit, we need to remove the winner versus loser mentality, which you were just talking about. <laughs> how, and your friend, how, how do we do that? How do we, look, people are people, and I'll be very frank with you, the more I spend time on the Internet, which, by the way, is mine, <laughs> God made it for me. I loaned it to y'all, but it's mine. <laughs> I live on it. And mm-hmm. I don't know if human beings are devolving or just getting madder and meaner, but there are some people that you're never going to be include them no matter what you do. And I find that sad, but that's just the way it is. Yeah, I think there's a time in, I mean, I was a competitive gymnast. I, you know, I, I am a competitive person. But I think there's a time and a place for competition. And if I think about when I started in the workplace, recognition was a competition. It was the employees of the year. You know, you'd you'd work on this all year long, and then 20 people at the end of the year would do it. And I think what we've learned is that actually that's not how we should be using recognition. It isn't about creating these top winners. It's about looking for all those amazing times when people have, have done things. And that's why that first part about see it is so important because, you know, the more people you can have in your company looking for all the great things, um, I make a joke about everybody needs to put their 3D glasses on and, you know, look for it everywhere. You know, those unsung heroes, those people who are always helping but nobody knows because they're so quiet. Um, and I think that's, that's part of it. So, first of all, get rid of this mentality that it is a winners versus losers. And then uh, make it – um, Equal opportunity, that's what I think. Equal opportunity appreciation. Okay, well, that makes sense. So when people are, they're in a group, and somebody gets called out, are you, as a manager, as a manager, watching to see what the facial expressions are? I would imagine those expressions go from anywhere from, you have got to be flipping kidding me, to micro expressions, (laughs) meaning I wish I had a knife right now. (laughs) What are they seeing, or are they seeing it? Yeah, well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do think that there are situations where it does make sense to maybe have, you know, like employees of the quarter or the month or something like that um, for those things that are really big. When I design recognition programs, I've got three levels. I've got the everyday recognition. Then I have the above and beyond. And then I do have the best of the best. But a couple of things is, first of all, you have to make sure that you've got something else, that everyday recognition. So that gets rid of some of, I call them the eye rollers to answer your question. So that gets rid of the eye rollers because people are like, you know, that's great that they're getting recognized. I got recognized for what I did. But also you need to make sure that they genuinely did something that they deserve to be recognized. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you just pick the same people over and over again and everyone else is is just being ignored. So if you make sure that they really are the right people and then you don't miss them, 
because what really gets people angry is, I don't know, you might have three people working on a project and all of them are doing a great job and one of them gets singled out to be recognized and that's when the eye rolling happens as well. So I've, I've gotten rid of some of these programs before because there were too many eye rollings going on. It just it just wasn't right. being done right. So when when people come to you, when companies come to you, do you go in and and kind of deal with it in house, or do you train train? How do you do it? Because this you're taking it's on a lot here. Yeah. Well, it's a combination. So actually, last year was the first year that I wrote two books in one year, and my first book it it. It again, sorry. It's just it's called Appreciate It, the playbook for employee recognition, and that's more for people who design recognition programs. So that's all about how do people like me in HR? How do I design a recognition program that gives my managers the tools? Because you need to give your managers the right tools. If you don't give your managers the right tools, no matter what they do, they're not going to get it right. So that was my first book, and then when I started doing more workshops with managers that are like, oh, but can you write something just for us? And that's where See It, Say It, Appreciate It came from because, again, build it, build the right tools, and then help managers understand how to use the tools. When do you use the right one? I I make a joke about how in gardening, I just use this one same tool from the garden shed all the time, which basically just means that I, I break the tool all the time. I use it in the wrong way, and I make my life harder. So <laughs> you need to use the tools the right way. Trust me on this. I put together a bookcase the other day, and I was using a screwdriver, and then I realized I had a drill in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's a great idea. About halfway through it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my wrist hurt. Absolutely. I was saying bad words. I went, wait a minute. I've got a little girl drill. I bought a little tiny one that I could hang around in, <laughs> in my bag if I needed to. Why is it in the garage? Because I forgot about it. You know, yeah. it wasn't in front of me. I forgot about it. So, anyway, yeah. okay, I am. That's, go I, ahead. I'm I, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, and that's why in the manager book, I've got a whole chapter on informal tools. Because people like me, I design these formal recognition tools, but there's so many other little informal things that you can do. I mean, it's not rocket science. If you have someone I don't know who, you know, they. They worked really, really hard. They might have come in the last three weekends to do a project. You don't have to wait for a formal recognition program. You know, tell them the great things that they did. Tell them the impact. And then maybe informally say, you know what, why don't you take Friday off to make up for it? So it's really about helping people think about, again, what are the different types of tools that you have that might not be something that your, your company designed, but you as a manager have the ability and the power to use yourself. And when you when you treat your employees and your friends and your neighbors and your wife like this, aren't they going to step up for you even though you don't even ask them to or don't even know that they might be doing it? They may see something you need or, you know, could use and or maybe it's just a hey, you know, I'm sorry to hear about whatever loss you just just sometimes it's just a kind conversation, a quick hug. I'm not a hugger, don't hug me, but some people like it. There's <laughs> Don't touch me, <laughs> but, but you know there there are just different ways that you can be showing that appreciation time, and I don't mean overdo it and then become you know the big fake guy in the office, but appreciation does have emotional and spiritual and physical changes that we can go through. 
Yeah. And I think, you know, the giver, my husband is, is a manager. And he, when he recognizes someone, he'll come and talk to me, and he gets just as much out of doing it than the person that he recognizes because it makes him feel great. And then I think at the beginning you said something about, you know, you'll get more out of your people when you recognize them. And that's not necessarily why we do it. You know, we do it because it's the right thing to do. But then the, an added benefit is, you know, next time, using that example of working hard, the next time, you know, you ask somebody to maybe help you out over the weekend, they're going to say, you know, my manager really appreciated me doing that. You know what? I'm going to say yes to it. As opposed to if you work your butt off, your manager never thanks you. The next time they ask, you're probably going to say to yourself, why would I do that? Why would I do yep. that to someone who doesn't appreciate me? Exactly. And that does make sense. I'm on page um, 96. And we're talking just about this. 80% of employees said they feel recognition should happen on a continuous, all-year-round basis, which is exactly what you're mm. saying. Yep. yep and only 41% of employees said they are recognized at their preferred frequency. That's got to be a toughie. How do you work through that? Yeah, I mean, I think we should just remove time barriers and focus more on the actions. Um, so forget about saying, like, I'm, I know some people, um, to create a habit, they might say, okay, I'm going to sit down every Friday, I'm going to think about what everybody did, which I think is a great way to start a habit. But a better thing to do would be, if you see somebody do something, if you're in the middle of something, write it down, and then as soon as you can, then go and, and share that appreciation. And that's where the frequency should happen. Did I lose you? Uh, sorry, no, I'm here. Okay. Can you I hear me? Yes, yeah, well, you're calling on technology. a phone from England, and I'm on <laughs> headphone in southwest Louisiana. I'm surprised we can talk to each other at all. Okay, so the book, we're talk, I really want to go back to really the beginning of the book where we're talking about superpowers, and you've got a number mm-hmm. of them. Do you mind going through those with us? Sure. Um, and just a, a little of an introduction into why I did that. Whenever I do workshops with managers, um, going back to the eye rollers, I'll always have some of them in the back of the room who will come up to me in the break and they'll say, I just, I just don't think it's important. I don't understand why recognition is important. So I, what I wanted to do is everybody is motivated by different things as a manager, as a human being. So I wanted to share as many different things so that everybody would have something that would say, oh, that's why it's important. So I've got, how many of them? Ten of them. Things from employee engagement, which is businesses, we know how important it is to have engaged employees. Sense of belonging. Most people don't think recognition does that, but it does belonging. I mentioned happiness with happiness chemicals. Again, we love happiness chemicals. Even things like well-being. And again, people don't think that it can do that. But if you think about it, if no one is thanking you, you're going to walk around just feeling invisible, all the time, and it is definitely going to impact your well-being. It's going to impact um, burnout is the fifth one because you're running around in circles. You don't know if what you're doing is right, so you're probably spending all this time. Um, Trust, it can build trust. Awareness, we talked about feedback already. We talked about productivity, business results, and retention. You shared the statistic before about, you know, so many people, um, they say the main reason they left their company is not because of pay, not because of their manager, but recognition, which does 
link back to manager. But yeah, so those are the 10 superpowers. And again, hopefully there's something in there that will spark and excite every single person to say, ooh, I think it's important to do. I'm going to go back to that guy who said he didn't understand the importance of it. I sure hope he did figure that out at some point. Well, there are some. Again, there might be some people who just, they're not motivated by recognition. You know, I had somebody, a manager, you know, come up to me and say, I'm really sorry, I don't get it. I just think this whole thing about, you know, why do you need someone to thank you? It doesn't mean anything. You know, I, I don't need it to drive me. And that's why I wanted to show it from a business perspective, too, because, you know, some people just think it's that touchy-feely, you know, side of people. And it's, it, you know, yes, it makes us feel better and it makes us happy, but there's also a business case. And that's why I tried to have some really strong business cases for the type of people who, who might not feel as strongly as someone like, you know, you and I feel about getting the people in the human side right. Got it. So, like I said earlier, this can be used wherever you are, whether you're at work, whether you're management, whether you're, you know, the guy emptying the trash cans. You still want to be appreciated and noticed. I think the, the word you used was you feel invisible. There's nothing worse. There's just nothing worse than being invisible. No, and especially, you know, in this in this world that we're working in right now, you know, a lot of people are working either hybrid, so you're not in the office as much, or you know, some people work remotely, and, you know, building those connections gets that much harder, and, and, you know, some days you go and you might not talk to people, and you do feel invisible, and how great would it be, you've worked, you're, you know, really hard, and you've helped somebody, and all of a sudden, they thank you, they recognize you, they show appreciation, and it's like, you know what, that person did notice me, they did see me, and that's why that see it is so important, and it's the, you know, the very first step. Right. I'm I'm back on page 43, and I had to put a pink sticky and a yellow sticky on here because it's important. I needed to come Ooh. back to it. Yeah. <laughs> I have different color stickies for, okay, what what has to happen here? When, what's going to happen when I go back? What's the call to action? Anyway, one of the things, I'm, and it's in a box here, it's in a gray box, and we're talking about recognition, obviously, and it says it can be as simple and as inexpensive as a name. <laughs> And I'll tell you why that grabbed me, because I realized that when I'm talking with my podcast guests, and I do this Monday and Friday, I meet people from all over the world. I'm very blessed. But I basically am in the habit of just saying, you know, this is my guest, Deborah, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of it, I will always say, Deborah, where can people find you? And, you know, I'm using your name there. But I don't tend to mention you by name when I'm talking to you. And the only thing I can think of is, well, I know who I'm talking to, doesn't everybody else. <laughs> so I've had to sit down with that and say, I don't want to be one of those, well, Bob, and what do you think? I can't. No, thank you. I have to leave the room. But I do need to sit and think about, am I showing proper appreciation? Do I? How often should I use a name? Will it feel natural to me? Mm. Oftentimes it does, mm. and I'll be honest with you. I mean, when you're talking with your best friend Maggie on the phone, you don't say, well, Maggie. Yeah. She would say, yeah. is there a gun to your head? What's going on? So I'm having to yeah. figure out if I'm speaking to you as a person, as a friend, as mm. a mentor in some ways, or am I supposed to be interviewing the heck out of you? So there's got to be a happy medium, and I'll find it. But it's in your book, well, and I'm, yeah. I'm studying it. 
Well, to put the story in context, so I'm a bit of a storyteller, so I like to sprinkle stories in in boxes and throughout the book. And um, I threw this story in sort of at the end of writing the book. I was doing a workshop with um, a group of managers at a hotel chain. And as part of the workshop, I had them, um, I say, okay, well, get in your tables and talk about the things that you're doing right now to show appreciation. And then I had them shared. And this one person, she said, well, one of the things that I do to make my people feel valued is that when I'm walking around the hotel on a visit, I'll, I'll use their name. I'll tell, you know, I'll, instead of just saying great job, I'll use their name and everything like that. And there were a couple of people who challenged her. And they're like, well, that's not appreciation. All you're doing is saying the name. And she said, you know, we have like 200 people in our hotel. Each of us have, you know, 200 people that we're responsible for. The fact that we took the time to know their name and then to use their name, she said, try it sometime because it makes such a huge difference. And she like converted the whole room and it was just such a lovely moment. I'm like, that has to go in the book. That has to go in the book. Right. And as you quoted Dale Carnegie, said a person's name is to him or her the sweetest and most important sound in any language. But we know this, but we just don't really pay attention to it, do we? Absolutely. And especially, you know, like in in the hotels and such, you know, some of the names, because we're such a, you know, we've got so many cultures and people from different countries. You know, imagine if you've got this really hard name to pronounce and no one ever uses it but yet your manager figures out how to say it and uses it. It's like, wow, yes, they didn't just call me Joe. They used my real name. I like that because I have people coming from different cultures, and I'll have to, in the pre-interview, say, okay, for the fifth time, pronounce it for me. And I'm writing it down phonetically. I almost never get it 100%, but I get close. You know, even if you don't get it right, the person appreciates it. Because that's what someone said in the, they're like, oh, I'm afraid to say it. And they're like, just try it. Apologize if you get it wrong, but try it. Right. And it does help. And you learn new things. You learn more about your, mm-hmm. you know, the person you're speaking with. Stories are great. Maybe all of a sudden you've got a story about how the name came to be. Is it a family name? What is it? What does it mean mm-hmm. in, in your language? So so many places to go when you use people's names. So what else did yeah. quality conversations? I think that's a big one. So what to you is a yeah. quality conversation? Well, I mean, and that's what is lovely about recognition and appreciation is it can turn one statement into a conversation. Um, you know, you're taking the time just to talk to that person and, you know, as managers, often, you know, our team see us as they're really, really busy. You know, they don't have time to talk to us. But if we take the time just to have this conversation with them, again, it's like, oh, my gosh, they think that, that, that I am that important, that they're getting at. And they think we're, like, in big, important meetings all the time as managers, which we aren't always. But just by having that quality conversation with them and getting the time you said before about getting to know them and such, it's going to make such a big difference to that person. Gotcha. And see, here on on uh, page 53, bringing it all together, here's what we're talking about. For individuals, for your teams. I like this one for individuals. Give them a bottle of vitamins that says, with a note that says, thanks for the energy. No Red Bull, though. <laughs> that stuff will kill you. <laughs> vitamins yeah. are fine. These are just silly ones that people over the years have shared with me. And that's, again, that's what I... 
sometimes I just think it's hard to come up with things, you know, just with a blank sheet of paper. And sometimes, you know, you hear one thing and and you get it to, for example, I think on the page before I shared something about a recognition wheel. So, you know, I, I must have spoken about it at a, com- at a conference and I said how this one company, when, when you recognize someone, they get a spin on the recognition wheel. And then the next time I spoke, somebody came up to me from the public sector and she said, I loved when you said the recognition wheel. We don't have any money because we're public sector. We've got no money to give awards. So we just came up with really silly things like, you know, your boss will make you coffee for the week or, you know, you get to leave an hour early. So, you know, one little idea can turn into something that you can do in your own way. And it could be fun. And you know, it's better than Absolutely. people standing around the water cooler gossiping about each other. Instead, they're standing around the wheel going, oh, who's next? You know, that could be a lot of fun. Absolutely. And, you know, that's, that's one of the things I love about recognition. You know, as, as an HR person, as a business leader, you know, sometimes everything we do isn't fun. I just don't know how somebody can say that it's not fun because, you know, the, the fact that you can make someone's day you know, that that's a superpower on its own. Forget about the person that you're recognizing. Just knowing the difference that you've made, I, I absolutely love that. Me too. We talked about AVI, and that's <laughs> for anybody who's following along. That is on uh, page 62. But now that we've talked about the really great things about recognition personally and at business, in the grocery store, Wherever you are, you know, there's something about recognition and appreciation that just makes you feel like you're a better, stronger person, no matter what you're up to. But there are pitfalls to avoid. So what's next? What should you really just, you know, I'm going to use your name, Deborah, every five minutes and annoy the heck out of you. I'm avoiding <laughs> that. <laughs> so <laughs> I probably will yeah, forever I... avoid it. But what should people go? Okay, that's, that's not so right. So I, I added this. Because, again, when I write books and when I do talks, I try to, like, share with people things I've done wrong. So I list three different things that I've seen and I've done. And the first one is um, hollow praise, which we talked a little bit before about, you know, it, you don't really mean it. You're saying it. And um, I don't think I put it in the, exa- in the book, but a perfect example is I remember I went to my daughter's um, end-of-year um, event where they hand out all the awards and everything like that. And she's a lovely girl. You know, she's, she doesn't get the best grade. She's not the most athletic. She's, like, in the middle and everything. And everyone got awards. And then the very last award, they gave her an award for the kindest. And she just sort of rolled her eyes and she goes, oh, mom, this is so embarrassing. I know they only gave this to me because they needed something to give me. So that's my hollow praise story. I'm sure we've, we've had those. Uh, the second one is comparison. Um, and that's that bit about, you know, um, where we get compared to somebody else. And it's about, you know, you, you did well, but not as good as someone else or, you know, that type of thing. And then the last one is the whole idea of the piss off where, you know, you recognize one person, but then the five other people on the team um, got pissed off. An example I have is I um, – see, I always think of these things after I write my book. I did um, – I spoke at an event once, and it took me like two months to prepare it, and then somebody else helped me with the slides, and it took her a month. And then there were three people who just handed out pieces of paper, and we were all of us were recognized together in the same way. You know, thank you so much for making this event great. We really appreciate your help. And all it did was 
actually get me angry because I'm thinking I got the same thanks as the person who stood there for five minutes and handed out pieces of paper. So that's sort of the pissed off one. And see, my skin crawled when you were describing that. I would be incredibly angry, and I have been when things like that happen. <laughs> and you feel childish. It's like, I'm you above do. it. I shouldn't be upset. You should. I know. It's like, you, know you, you need to understand how the people are going to feel. And, and that's why I start the book talking about, I think, one of the big mistakes that we make when it comes to appreciation is we get so busy thinking about the mechanics of it. You know, what are we going to say? What are we going to do? And we forget about the end, about ultimately we want to make sure that that person appreciated. And um, I share this quote from the fantastic Maya Angelou, which is, people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. So, you know, you want to make them feel appreciated, not pissed off using that last example. Been there, done it. And, you know, <laughs> that kind of attitude when that's happened, happened to me when I went back from my computer science degree. I was one of the lone, there were only a couple of females in, and I wound up only being, you know, the last one standing. No recognition. All the boys got all the, the kudos. I'm like, uh, you know, I did that piece, right? <laughs> that's when I learned. <laughs> I just kept my mouth shut. I didn't say anything, but I stopped helping them. It was quiet animosity. But but that's a perfect example. Because of what happened, you weren't able to help other people. So you No, know, I refused. You I was out, cranky about it. Out. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that's just it. I mean, it wouldn't have been, and the, they knew that I was doing a, the bulk of the work. They knew I was, mm. but for some reason, it's a boys club, like, Computer science, it's gotten better, but, you know, there's a time where, what are you doing in here? I'm going to kick your butt. That's what I'm doing in here, and I did. (laughs) Well, a couple of them anyway. But but the thing is, those, you know, that kind of attitude also has a a long memory life, you know, shelf life. You just don't get over things. I mean, you can get over them. You say, well, you know, you guys are kind of idiots. Heck with you. Mm-hmm. but you either learn not to do that to other people or you just continue where they left off. It's your choice. Yeah. It's funny. I was doing a workshop with um, some students, some um, MBA students just the other week, and I was having them practice. We talked about AVI. I was having them practice writing the notes, and um, one of them read his note, and it was to his father. He was basically thanking his father for lending him money so that he could um, have some food to eat type thing. And everyone started laughing, and then someone in the room said, that is so smart, you should give it to him, because next time you ask him for money, he's going to remember how you gave him this lovely note. <laughs> it's like, smart kid. We're not really, we, we shouldn't be using it as a way to get more money from our parents, but I, I like the sentiment of that you're getting it. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but, you know, somebody's parents going to be going, oh, no, you're going to school to learn this? I'll quit paying for you. Yeah. <laughs> but we all know it, when I our mean, kids I, are playing us, so. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I mean, I know when my cat's playing me for crying out loud. <laughs> okay, so you've got some great stories in this book. What What are some of the favorite stories that, and you've mentioned there's one or two that they're now coming to you and they didn't make it in the book? <laughs> well, Come on, share. I these, you know, I no, I, I I can't think of any new. I mean, most of them are in the book. It's just when we start talking about things. I think one of my favorites, which is in the book, um, 
I'm all about bringing your personality to recognition and appreciation. Um, the people used to laugh at me because anytime they do a project with me, they knew that I would do some really fun gift at the end for everybody, you know, a mug or a T-shirt or something silly. But when I was interviewing this one person, he said that when he wanted to, to thank people, um, he sent them uh, for living the culture. He sent them a culture vulture toy. So picture going to a pet shop and they've got those squeaky toys for dogs and cats. He went to the shop and he bought like a 100 of them. Um, which he said the people at the shop thought he was a bit odd. It's like, how many dogs do you have? <laughs> so he bought a They probably had to order them. They, absolutely, yeah. And they cost like, I don't know, three pounds, four dollars. And um, and anytime somebody would do something, he would send it to them with this lovely handwritten note about how, you know, you know, you really lived the culture and the difference that you made. And, I, you know, I, I love that story because it's just something simple, it's unique, it, but it made such a difference. Like everybody was like, oh, I want a culture vulture. I want a culture vulture. And, you know, it's probably got lots of people to volunteer to help him who hadn't really thought about it. Um, and they all proudly displayed them. So, yeah, it's one of my I, – I like unique stories. I don't even know what a culture vulture is. Now I have to go look that up. But it's oh, my sorry. internet. So I'll find just, it out. So picture, well, picture a, um, forget the word culture, sorry. Picture a vulture as a stuffed dog toy. You know how ah. they have all these silly, like, stuffed birds? I just bought my friend right. who had puppies. I just bought, I bought her dog a stuffed dragon, squeaky dragon. So, yeah, it's a vulture. It looks like a vulture. Um, but he got it because it rhymes with culture, so culture vulture toy. You bought her a squeaky toy? You're not going to get a Christmas oh, card. I promise you, you're not. That, yeah. 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 <laughs> you're not going to get a Christmas card. I would cut you off for that. <laughs> no more oh, noise. I hate squeaky toys. Yeah, no, I hate the squeaky toys. I, I oh. apologize. I got one that didn't have a squeak because okay. I know how much I hate when my dog eats a squeak or does that. So, yeah. Okay, but you're you back right. on her card list. <laughs> yeah. But that's a perfect example of the wrong, going back to meaningful. So you buy something for someone and you don't realize that actually what you bought is is going to piss them off because every time they every time you hear that silly squeak you're going to be like oh that person just doesn't get it do they <laughs> Exactly that's like buying you know a newborn baby one of those wet and cry and scream dolls it would wind up in the trash, and I would hope that it was the, the doll and not the other one that landed in there. I mean, you can drive a new mother crazy with, you know, very, very quickly. Okay, so yeah. um, we're running out of time. Where can people find you? Um, probably the best thing to do is to go on my website, which is debcohr.com. And I say that because um, I've got a section called Free Resources. So I have excerpts from my book, so from that book and from my other books, so you can get lots of free things from that, and I've got blogs and such, and you can laugh at the video of me speaking, so there you go. I thought it was great. I watched it. Uh, where, do you have anything <laughs> else you want to share with the audience before I let you go? I think that's the best place to go. Um, you know, If anybody has any questions, by all means, come to me. My, you mentioned about Pay It Forward. My job title is Chief Pay It Forward Officer. 
So, you know, yes, I write my books, and yes, I do consulting and speaking, but I'm all about trying to help people as much as possible. So if anybody has any, you know, quick question they want to send my way, by all means, if, you know, if I can help you and then you can have a ripple effect and help another 10 people together, I think that we will all change those numbers that you shared at the beginning, Denise. I think that, you know, it's, it's a collective effort uh, to, to make the world a, a better place where we all feel appreciated. Thank you. I really appreciate you coming on the show today, and it's been wonderful speaking with you. And thank you for the book. I mean, I find the book fascinating. You got to see it seriously. There's pink and yellow and one green sticky in here. It's getting fatter every time I open it up. I hate marking up books. I just think it's, I don't know, I just don't like to do it. But stickies, yeah, I'm going to keep them in business for a while, I suspect. But it's been, thank you for all of the terrific tips and the advice that you shared with our audience. And before we say goodbye, I would like to remind our audience to be sure to look for us in iTunes, Audible, Stitcher, honestly, anywhere else you consume your business podcast. You really can't throw a stick on the internet without hitting your partner in Success Radio. So find us and take us along on your success journey. And then check in, connect with, um, with Deborah, Deborah Corey, and let her know what you thought about this podcast if you have any questions. All of her links are in the bottom of the show notes here, but she's easy to find. Deborah, again, thank you so much. And thank you. I really enjoyed this conversation. Some really uh, interesting stories from your part to add to it as well. So, yeah, appreciate that. Your Partner in Success Radio is a free business podcast with host Denise Griffiths. It's all about great stories, conversation, and context to help you move your business and life forward with actionable tips and advice from her guest experts. To listen and subscribe, just find us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you consume your podcasts.